talking hockey. No AQ Shipley talking hockey. Me, Raldi Morenti. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank Woo! you for that beautiful intro. Our pal, the pals, our northern friend at Baba Gumpino. Gumpy, how you doing? Hey, we're in it now, pal. This we is are, it. I we mean, are. Colorado Vegas series was fucking incredible. I am your host, of course, Nick Marotta. Welcome to That's Hockey Talk. Uh, no AQ. Uh, as he is in back in the Berg, back in Pittsburgh for the weekend for a wedding. Uh, good luck to him. Hope he enjoys himself. Uh, and you said it, man. Uh, all four division winners have now been eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I think I don't think anyone saw hey, the Habs or the Islanders making the, uh, this deep of a run. We talked about it before this all started. That's NHL playoffs. What's not supposed to happen happens. Bingo. Uh, and a lot has happened. Uh, let's talk about the Avs real quick. Uh, we are going to get Morency. We're bringing Morency back. We're going back to the well. We're bringing Morency back this week uh, because we didn't have AQ because he's tied up. So we figured we'd get uh, another loud bald man in the room uh never enough bald men on this show yeah. you know and, and i'm tough. getting there myself so i might go the other way you never know let's hope so Bring i hope back. you get some back uh <laughs> the the abs get eliminated by vegas after going up 2-0 in the series uh even though they were up 2-0 after the first game the first game they looked dominant and then the second game wasn't quite the show that they put on in game one and then it just seemed kind of like all downhill ever yeah. since it was like they never really had that that regular season swagger and confidence Vegas was able to push back a lot Vegas was able to play with speed and skill to match Colorado and they were able to bottle up Colorado's good players uh, and you could tell they were frustrated because uh, I think it was after game three their coach Jared Bednar had some interesting comments about uh, yeah I thought we I thought we were able to keep up with Vegas like this is a team that won the president's trophy this is a team that should have been dictating the pace yeah. of play and it kind of felt like already he was not so not really admitting defeat but like throwing it out basically there. saying like they were an inferior team yeah which they weren't in any like colorado was the odds on a favorite to win the cup i think everybody looked at that team in their depth and and thought they would get it done. The only question mark was their goaltending. It turned out to be a legitimate one. Could Grubauer take him on a run? And I'm not blaming the loss entirely on Grubauer, but you know, McKinnon kind of disappeared off the score yeah. sheet. Rantanen had some moments where he could have put the puck in the net, and he, he had some flubs. Landeskog bounced around the lineup a little bit. Um, but we we talked about it, Nick. I mean, Vegas was battle adversity. tested. You know, they went they went seven with the Wild, and I know you want to breeze through these series. I mean, you're, you're going to take a sweep anytime you can. But when you steamroll a team like they did the Blues, like every game was they won by at least two. They covered the puck line every game. I mean, when you don't face it and then you face it against a team like Vegas and you got to go into that barn, it'll smack you in the mouth. And you, like you see, they might not be able to rebound, and they didn't. And that, yeah, they they had no answer no. for for everything Vegas was throwing their way and everything was bring and Vegas was bringing, and, and Vegas I don't even think played their best hockey. No. Like I, I think they were fortunate to get a couple a couple bounces in certain situations, uh, and I think they were they were opportunistic and they capitalized. Um, the other thing was after the game, uh, after the elimination game, McKinnon had some interesting comments. He said, uh, "I'm going into my ninth year here, and I haven't won shit." Yeah. I had no idea he'd been in the league nine years. That's Time flies, insane, right? dude. That's yeah. insane. Well, I think it, I think it was like there's a couple seasons where he hasn't quite been 
what he has been lately. Yeah. Like over a couple seasons early on, and when the team was just uh, yeah, they were shit. They were no bit. good. Yeah. yeah, flat out no good. They've come a long way. Um, I think when you look at that situation, does that do those comments worry you at all? Like I don't think there there's any cause for concern for no. him being traded, or or if it's anything like the Eichel situation, I don't think that's the case. I think that's just him venting his personal frustration. Like, hey, we were we were really supposed to do something that's, this year. That's heat of the moment, man. You you get knocked out after being up two nothing against like you were up on a team. I mean, you get interviewed what half an hour after the game. I mean, that's still so raw. I mean, he's just saying how he felt. Yeah, and haven't won shit in nine years. And like, then you got to deal with questions like this. This was a real question somebody asked him after the game. Listen to this. Uh, Nate, you know, I know you're a gamer and uh, and all this. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking maybe out loud as far as in your shoes right now. It's like, all right, we've done all the things we can do. We've done all the game planning we can do. Maybe... Maybe, you know, just fuck it. We'll just go in next year and fuck just it. not think anymore and just win this thing when we don't think so much. Is that good? Am I on the right path at all with this? Like, maybe this guys think a little too much? No. No. Last one here for Nathan. No, what? Next, next fucking question is what you wanted to say. The media like, gets what away the with fuck so is much that, bullshit, dude. dude. I mean, that guy just, like... <sighs> Probably the the most emotional loss of his career, I would yeah, imagine, by far. After the standards and expectations and and what just happened in that series, and then you go out and you just ask a shitbag question like that. Like, no wonder people get pissed off at the media all the time and hate the media. Like, what are we doing? Like, do you think it was worse for them in the bubble when they lost to Dallas? Or it was bad. I know it was bad because I do believe they referenced that. Like, we were. I think he said something about we were supposed to do some damage last year. Yeah, because it feel like I feel. I mean, obviously, it gets worse every year that you don't win. But I feel like Vegas probably was su- more supposed to beat them than Dallas was yeah. in the bubble. Well, yeah, that's, we talked about it, how yeah. much we were looking forward to Vegas, how much we were looking forward to Colorado meeting in the second round, hoped it wouldn't get messed up. Yeah. And then they meet, and then it's like, oh, boy, is Colorado going to run away with this thing? And then it's like, oh, tables have turned. Vegas is stormed back now. Uh, now there's talk of – since it it's been so many games for Flurry, I there's talk of resting him again. No, there's talk. There's the there's talk. There's suggestions <laughs> and talk of oh, do you do you do you put Leonard in because Flurry's now just played two long series and I'm like, what do we? Did we not just see what just happened? Did we not pay any attention? Do we not learn? That's what history is for. So it's you don't repeat be, your mistakes. I mean, the Habs going into that barn after not playing anywhere with fans all year long. Yeah, it's foolish it's to like. Insane. Look, now you get a three day break, yeah. right? They're not playing again until Monday night, and Vegas is starting out at home, so there's yeah. no travel. So it makes no sense to me whatsoever. And then, like, if you go up two zero or something like that, no, you don't change the lineup. You don't change the lineup like that after no. wins. So, uh, unfortunately for Robin Leonard, I do think his time is done unless. Vegas comes out and struggles a little bit against the Habs, which you, man, we've been going at it on Hammer Down. You are all in on the Habs train, and Marenzi's going to come on here in a couple <laughs> minutes, and he's going to start banging the drum for him again, too. I mean, the thing about him is now it's just with Vegas being minus 450 favorite, like, it's a no-lose situation for the Habs. No, it is. You're going to lose. Yeah, you realize that now, right? I hope you realize that now. The fun is over. Situation, no, it's over. No, it's still it's a no-lose situation. Just cover plus one and a half, and we'll be good. Carry on. Before we get into that too much, uh, AQ is not with us today, but he is in spirit, and he sent us a little message because I saw a lot of people uh, chirping him 
about his comment about how the Avs were going to sweep Ooh. the Knights and the Knights were dead and they had no shot in this series. Uh, so he was kind enough to be a man about it and own up. And uh, he had a little statement he wanted to put out. Can we can we play that, please? Hey, I just want to say I'm sorry to Math, the Flower, Mark Andre, and the rest of those Golden Knights boys. They proved me wrong. They proved me wrong. I thought it was going to be a sweep, but boy, boy, was I wrong. Nathan McKinnon and the boys couldn't get it done. Best in the regular season. Couldn't get it done in the playoffs. Apologies to the Golden Knights. Moving on. Congratulations. McKinnon, figure it out. Get the rest <laughs> of your team going. Hey, big Big stuff from from the big man. Oh, I, yeah. I did not expect him to be so humbled and so I remorseful. Mean, you, like, hey, you go back a week, Nick, when it was two nothing Colorado. I mean, fucking Consiglieri came on, and he was like, he. I was like, ah, you're fucking dead. You're dead. Like, you know what I mean? That was <laughs> yeah. a week ago, man. Like, they were sitting ducks, and even game three, Colorado was rolling. Right? Yeah. I mean, these series can just change so fast. And then, I mean, look what happened with the Bruins and Islanders series. I mean, Islanders won game one, but then Bruins come back strong in game two, and then it felt like it was like, okay, here we go. The Bruins woke up. It's it's their time. They're ready. They're ready to go. And then Tuka Rask is hurt, and it comes out now. He's having surgery on his labrum, like hip surgery. That's a big deal yeah. for a guy like him and, and at his age. And now there's talk of – uh, what's his future with the Bruins going to be? Are they going to move on from him? And, you know, they, they have two good young goalies in Swayman and Vladar who are just kind of learning the ropes now, but they didn't want to turn to them in, in the in the heat of the moment. How but old now, is Tuca? Uh, he's like early 30s, uh, maybe mid-30s. Let, let me look here. Because he's, he's no uh, spring chicken, so to speak. I mean, he's been around the block a little bit. He is 34 years old, so, like, he's been through it. Uh, but let's bring in a guy who was a former goalie himself to give us a little bit more juice. Uh, <laughs> the man of the hour, the lad of the lads, we had to bring him back because we got no AQ Shipley. We needed another big, loud, bald man, Gabe Morenci. Gabe, how you doing? Congrats to the abs. Now they get uh, to get their shit pushed in by the Golden Knights. Happy to have you. Hey, always a pleasure, guys. And you know what? When you said, yeah, he's been through it, I, I thought you were talking about me for a second. <laughs> I'm more worn out than Tuka Rask is. I got to be honest. I, you know, I don't want to be like that old school Don Cherry type and stuff, but I was kind of surprised. And I, it's just because he's so good. I really wouldn't have had him back in the room after last year. I, I, listen, I, everybody, yeah, I, everybody makes a decision for their family, et cetera, which I don't have a problem with. I'm not one of these, oh, well, COVID was fake. I'm not one of those guys. But, bro, you tell them before you go in the fucking bubble. You don't show up and go in and go, you know what? I think I'm going to go home to Finland now because, you know, I'm uncomfortable. Um, I'm going to go play golf. There was no family emergency. The guy went home and then he's posting pictures of him fishing and stuff. It's like, bro, your teammates are like battling right now in a fucking hub in Edmonton or Toronto, wherever the fuck they were. And, and you're in Finland. Then he comes on back. Listen, he's been a great goalie. But it's one of the reasons why I like the Islanders actually in that series. He doesn't have the same hunger, the same edge, and he's a little bit older right now. 
Yeah, hey, and uh, the point you mentioned him going home in the bubble, we saw that happen a lot in the NFL where guys were, I don't know if you remember this, but they basically said like, the I think it was the PA came out and the league came out and said like, hey, look, if you want to opt out for, for the season, like we understand it won't be hold against you. If you go back and look, we talk about this all the time on Pat's show. If you go back and look at a lot of the guys who opted out, pretty much damn near all of them got cut from their teams and they are no longer with their teams. And Pat was like, yeah, you can say that. But these yeah. are football guys, and and they're not. They mean it. And hockey is the same way. Like I was very surprised they were that welcoming back to Tuca. I don't know if the fans were quite as welcoming. He's uh, such a nice guy, though, right? Yeah. It's hard to hate. Who can sit here and say, "Oh, fucking Tuca Rask, what a prick." You can't do it. Like, he's a nice guy. <laughs> Even though he's a Boston Bruin. <laughs> yeah, so they got some stuff to figure out in their offseason. Are they going to re-sign Taylor Hall, who, who looked like a great fit for a while, and then he sort of his offense kind of dried up there as that series went on. Uh, I, I think he's probably going to stay in Boston by the sound of He's talking already, making comments like, it's not about the money. This seems like a good fit. So I think Taylor Hall's like a hot chick that you go on a date with a couple of times. You're like, damn, is she hot. <laughs> And then, like, after about a month, you're like, yeah, this really w- – yeah, your buddies are like, man, you're lucky. You're like, no, no, I'm not. This really isn't worth it. That's Taylor Hall. <laughs> oh, man. always good at first. So I was – even me, when they got Taylor Hall, I'm like, oh, yeah, good. Oh, that's, that's really going to help you. Taylor Hall, really? And then the kid starts lighting it up, right? He's killing it. Taylor Hall's killing it until he isn't uh, once again. And you know he's a classic player, man. Um, once he gets muddy, like – is you know i mean you got to keep this kid hungry all the time in my opinion yeah yeah, that's another story (laughs) yeah and it's just like and then that's okay as long as you know what kind of player he is and what you're getting like he's not going to be a guy you can build the team around he needs to be a complimentary player like phil kessel the situation with phil kessel in toronto they tried to build that team around phil he can't be that guy he comes to pittsburgh he's a complimentary piece it works out it's fucking tremendous but uh let's talk about the islanders a little bit because i don't think anyone saw them getting back to this stage which is where they were last year here they are get another crack at the lightning is it going to be different this time around in your eyes like i think it's gonna be the same thing i think it's going to be uh lightning and six again and I, i'm bitter because they knocked out the penguins but i'm not trying to shortchange the islanders here because islanders fans are so loud and passionate and proud so it's like it's just tampa again like they, they didn't lose a step they've only gotten better bigger tougher stronger and faster yeah tampa bay are really Almost like a golfer, isn't it? Remember, like, you know, oh, Phil Mickelson's a big choker. He'll never win a major. Guy's 50 years old, win a major still right now, right? Uh, I remember, I'm old enough, guys, to remember when they said Steve Eiserman's not a leader, selfish player. Like, you know, he's not a leader, he's a selfish player. He's gone on to be known as one of the greatest captains and leaders of all time, right? So it's funny how, you know, it's funny how we we judge leadership and, and, and hockey and you look at the New York Islanders, and this, this is a this is a this is a hockey team that are in tough against the Tampa team that's playing with house money right now. Listen, man, John Cooper was like the best coach. They were the best team all the time. They wouldn't win. And even I'm like, man, I don't know. Do you have to make a change? Like, what yeah. has to happen here? They finally broke through. Now they're scary, man. They're scary. Like their power plays, like one of the best power plays in the history Sickening. of hockey. Sickening. Like you're so done. Good. You're done. They're assassins. Like they're they're literal snipers. I don't know if they trained with the CIA or something. <laughs> like they're literal. No, like these guys. Like you could bring them in. Like you know what I mean. Like like a secret government project. Hey, listen, Stephen Stamkos, can you can you come meet us in Virginia, please, at Langley? And they'd be like, listen, bro, you got such high precision. We need you to be a sniper. 
they're just that late. That's the thing with Tampa. And I wanted to make a point, and you brought it up as far as, you know, Castle. Look at Tavares. Yep. Look at the New York Islanders at Tavares, guys. I was doing the shows in New York when, when that happened. People were, like, throwing eggs at the Maple Leaf oh, team bus yeah. when they went back. People were fucking pissed. You're a traitor. People were like, oh, my God, we finally got good on the island, and Tavares loses. They're still pissed. How's that worked out? The Leafs still haven't won a damn series. The Islanders are going back to the conference finals again. And out of the top 20 scores in the National Hockey League in a regular season, uh, as far as points are concerned, um, a top 20 scores in a regular season, only one of them is still playing right now. It's wild. Mark Stone. Yeah. Las Vegas Golden Knights. Mark Stone. You don't win with stars. We can get in. How do Hart Trophy winners do? I see, like, Leaf fans and Oilers fans. Oh, look, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews nominated. Good for fucking you. Good for fucking you. A great story, guys. And, you know, I'm sure McAfee would love it, too. Is, I don't know who it was. It was a kid on the Patriots, and he had a great year. And he didn't make the Pro Bowl. And he was literally crying in his stall. He was at his stall, and he punched his locker type thing, and he sat there, and he started crying. And Tom Brady came over to him and said, yo, what's going on over here? And he looked up and he goes, I'm getting effed over, man. I deserve to be a pro bowler. Tom Brady said, we don't play for pro bowls here. We play for Super Bowls. Hell yeah. Nobody cares about a pro bowl. And kid told the story about, yeah, I learned about Tom Brady right there. About <laughs> yeah. what it's about. It's and I'm not, I'm not saying that McKinnon or McDavid or Matthews, any of these guys are selfish. But you know, it goes back to the Islanders. They just play team hockey. But And I'm not trying to be a homer here. But I think the, the Canadians have a better chance against Vegas just because Tampa are that damn good. We haven't seen Vegas do it before, right? Yeah. Tampa, these guys are champs, man. They got goalie. They got a they got an amazing goalie. They got snipers. They got tough defensemen that are like good offensively and defensively. They're mean spirited son of a bitches. Like they're not like, oh, we're finesse. They're like, no, we're dirty. Bunch of dirty Russian slashing and stuff. <laughs> right? Like they're a complete great coaching staff. And it's a complete package. Tampa's it's a complete package. But I think it'll be closer than last year, guys. Long-winded answer. I think it'll be a little uh, tighter. Look, three of the games, two of the games went to overtime last year. Three of them were one-goal games. One of them got away from them in the 8-2 game, I think it was, in game one. Um, I think this will be tighter and tougher, but it's hard for me to say the Islanders can beat the Lightning. They're just that damn good. Tampa can play any way you want. They can play those tight games. It doesn't bother them. Tampa's the freshest team in this thing, too. Yeah. They came in with all those guys fucking rested. Speaking of, good point. Uh, because you know, Series be- off, right, Cup? And they know it. They're like, no, 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 no. We're not going seven. Let's just finish this off. Because of the injury situation with Stamkos and Kucherov missing all the time, being on long-term IR, uh, Tampa was able to acquire guys to the deadline. Then they come in. They're way over the cap. Dougie Hamilton said something about it once they got kicked. Once they beat the Canes, he said, "Hey, we lost a team that's 18 million over the cap." He's hey, like, well, "I'm not taking it." Won't do anything about it. We'll get into that. Yeah, Don't he's worry. like, I'm, "I'm not taking a shot at him." He's like, "That's just the reality of the situation." They are very good because uh, we didn't even it, bring up Braden Point either, right? Oh You're yeah, like, we can just go on and on. It's like, oh yeah, that guy. Too, if right? you if he's you're new to the sport of the hockey, listen to the show. I know we have a lot of fans who aren't like inside baseball folks. Like the salary cap goes away in the playoffs. So it's only a factor in the regular season. So you get guys that are injured. You can replace their salary during the regular season with another players. So that's what Tampa did. Now we get to the playoffs. They can just unleash everybody. Do you see any problem with that, Gabe? Like, I don't with their situation. But, like, I could see how teams could try and take advantage of that going forward if they're smart. 
Well, you know what? It's And I'm not a capologist, and I hate that crap. But remember at the end of the year, too, they were like, all right, Vegas only, only playing with, like, 15 guys yep. or something. Yep. And it's like, well, why? Why? What are you talking Why don't they call guys up? No, no, they can't. They can't. Right? Like, then we got a problem. Like, because once everyone gets wind of this and everybody starts figuring this out, so what's going to happen? It's going to be like the NBA, the last two weeks of the regular season. Everyone's going to be, well, let's let's readjust our roster right now. I, I think they have to tighten this up uh, right now. But And I'm not kidding as far as, you know, oh, they're going to do anything about it. Who the hell do you think they want to be in the Stanley Cup Finals? You think they want the New York Islanders and Long Island and people in New York City <laughs> don't even fucking like them? Or, or and listen, they're popular on Long Island. I'm not, I'm not criticizing it. And I get it. It's... It's not really the New York market. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's the Long Island market. It's not the same thing. It's not like the Rangers um, or and, and a team from Canada. Like the Islanders and the Montreal Canadiens are in tough, man. Like every time they go near the opposition, they're going to get called. And you're going to see Vegas tripping players, Tampa getting away with murder, and they won't call it. We know what we're in for coming into this. Both the Islanders and the Canadians, they have to win convincingly. Like, you know what I mean? It can't be like they're going to have to go in there and, like, win games by one, two goals so the refs can't fuck them. We used to, the I used to say this all the time. Like, don't let the refs be an excuse for you. Yeah. Like, you, you just got to outplay them, and you, you, have to, you have to leave no doubt in their mind. One more quick note on the Tampa thing. So I heard this. Uh, one of the guys in Tampa's front office, I think it's maybe the assistant GM or someone like that, he was actually working for the NHL when they wrote the first CBA for the cap back in 05. So he That's knew, he, yeah, <laughs> right. He knew the loopholes. He knew what they were doing. But like, I could see a situation where you get teams like Arizona, who has an injured player, or a Columbus, who has an injured player, where you know they're going to be sellers at the deadline. They could sell that injured player, trade that injured player to a to a team, uh, like like a Tampa, a contender. They get that injured player. They get that long term injury relief, and then that that allows them to acquire another player on top of that. And then both guys are ready and fresh for the playoffs. They can slot both in the lineup. So that's how I see that situation being a problem. I don't know how they'll address it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they do anything about it. I, I know the NHL is a reactive league, not a proactive league. So I'd expect a few more instances have to happen before they get to that. Um, now, let's get to what you were just talking about. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. I hear you guys crying victim already. I hear it. I see it coming. The league doesn't want us to win. They don't want us there. They no, want Andy, Vegas. They don't want New York either, which is crazy <laughs> to say. Hard to believe yeah. that New York is a victim in this. Guys, listen. Hockey's already popular in Pittsburgh. Yep. Right? You don't need to sell the sport in Pittsburgh. And you don't need to sell the sport uh, on the island in New York. You don't need to sell the sport in Montreal. <laughs> Certainly not. You win, you win once. I'm wearing an Expos uh, jersey right now. If the Expos would have won once, they'd still be there right now, right? Yep. You don't think Batman likes to build these ex these expansion franchises up? I swear, it's not a conspiracy theory. When when the Mighty Ducks came into the league, they won the cup, they got every fucking call. Um, he loves California. He loves, like, these warm weather locations because it makes him look good. And he also knows that, wow, if Vegas win a Stanley Cup, this franchise is set in stone for history forever. Bingo. Here's like, the other you know thing. I mean? Like that franchise will be there for a hundred years. Like Here's... we'll never worry. They're successful. They won a cup. Bing. They're 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 done. They're in forever. Same with Tampa. Tampa's a little bit of a battle. He's already got that out of the way. But I really do believe. If you don't believe it. I mean, television markets dictate. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I know that. That's why they're sports. still in so Arizona. I'm not saying the games are rigged, but 
let's be real. And, and quite frankly, guys, when the Toronto Raptors were in the NBA Finals, it was the lowest-rated finals ever on ABC. Why? They lost one city. Yep. Like, this is like trying to explain this to people. This is like how many fucking apples are there in the basket? <laughs> it's not. I'm not Alex Jones. Oh, there's fucking magnets and vaccines. Good line. And like I said, I wish it was true. I got a vaccination. I wish I was magnetic. I wouldn't lose my fucking keys so much. <laughs> like, oh, it's fucking uh, magnetic. Yeah, I wish I was. I'd be magnetic, man. Bring it on. You know You're man? the fucking best. Uh, to, to further your point there, like, it's a small point, but I do think it matters. Like, Montreal, you guys aren't letting people in the building. Vegas has a packed house every night. Like, the ticket sales and stuff like that to a league that lost – uh, probably a billion dollars with the pandemic like that stuff matters and they're they're uh, i uh, i i wouldn't be surprised to see them looking the other way on a few calls and maybe a try vegas, to slide some vegas way it's just a batman dream it's his justifies his you know what i mean it justifies his hate for canada and the east coast uh and and hockey essentially and you know you, you'll see look at las vegas guys when the Ottawa Senators came in the league, what were the expansion? What was the expansion rules like? Oh, and the Sharks, man. The, the Sharks had 20 guys on a roster. You remember their deal? <laughs> hey, you can protect 19 of them. Yeah. Basically, Ottawa caught like the worst contract, the worst fucking loser on every team in the league. <laughs> Vegas comes into the league. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can only protect uh, two, two forwards for this. Remember, you can only protect 12 guys, 13 guys. Come on, man. They got propped up. I mean, look, look at Vegas paid $500 million for their franchise. They want a billion dollars for a franchise in Quebec City because That's they said, well, it's, it's going to make money in Quebec City. So what, you're going to charge them more because you think it's going to be more successful? Yeah, We're listen, talking American, USD a coincidence. Canadian. I'll get off my, uh, I'll get off, I'll take the tinfoil hat off here in a second here, all right? <laughs> no, I love it. So let me just say, so the Montreal Canadiens won the cup in 1986. Yep. The, Mont- the Calgary Flames beat the Montreal Canadiens in the Stanley Cup in 1989. Yep. Lanny McDonald. The Edmonton Oilers. Man, good call. Good call. And if I fuck up for a year here, I apologize. But 1990-91, whatever. Gretzky's gone, whatever. They win without him. Bill Ranford, 90, they win without yep. him. Oilers win the Cup against the Bruins. So can- 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 Canadians in 86, Flames in 89, Oilers in 91, Canadians in 93. Batman becomes commissioner in 94, team from Canada, and never wins again. Hey, I, I'd be thinking the same thing. way. I really would. I'd be thinking the same way. Thing. It's funny how the teams from Canada had to play back-to-back fucking games twice. Twice. The Canadians played 11 games in 19 days, right? You play on Sunday and Monday in the first round. Oh, because you losers in Canada have to catch up, you COVID-infested parasites. Right? <laughs> you got to catch up. All right, fine. We'll go back-to-back in the first round. No, no, you go back-to-back in the second round again. Now Vegas, though, wins the series. Now let's give them four days off now. Oh, yeah, lots of rest. I thought we were in a rush, Gary. (laughs) I thought we were in a rush. I thought, hey, hey, we were on the clock. We're not playing Saturday. Seriously, you want me to go on? It pisses me off. I can tell. I respect it, though. I mean, hey, you're making solid points. I Vegas yet. You were pissing me off, too. And Colorado. Sorry, as long as I'm going on now. Yeah. All of you, shut the fuck up. Colorado, listen, 
I'm getting people in Colorado, oh, the Colorado Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, like you guys are the central motherfucking Red Army, right, of the 1970s, man. <laughs> the Colorado, you haven't been to a conference final since 2002. Oh, dude, don't, hey, those, don't they came the for me when the game. Penguins lost. Tell us, oh, you can't play with Colorado, you can't play with Colorado. And then you get, oh, Vegas. I got a guy on my show last night, I got into one of our guests, good guy, but he says, Oh, the Canadians have never seen anything like this when they go into Vegas. <laughs> he said, they've been playing at empty buildings and like going into Vegas is like, he goes, it's just, it's, 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 it's next level. Yeah, I know. Carey Price is playing in front of 2 billion people as the fucking goalie for Team Canada in the fucking Olympics. And he's going to see a bunch of cokeheads in Vegas. And he's going to go, oh my God. Yeah, Corey Perry's going to go, oh my God. These fucking assholes in Vegas are scaring me. Come on, man. And I'm not even, you know, I got nothing against the Vegas Golden Knights. I lived in Vegas. I love the city of Vegas. And I like the team. I like the players. And I got no beef with Vegas Golden Knight fans. It's all these other fans that are coming on Twitter. Oh, you can't beat Vegas. You can't do this. You're a fucking Red Wing fan. You're an Avalanche fan. You're a Leaf fan. Shut the fuck up. It's pissing me off for real. Gabe, I hear you, man. I hear you. I I was getting chirped by Avs fans when the Penguins went out in the oh. first round. I was getting chirped by Bruins fans. Like, you guys, you make the second round. You've been in this, out of the second hey, round in 10 hey, you years. You know next time an Avs fan chirps you, bro? You know what you tell them? Tell them the only, the only thing that Sidney Crosby and Nate McKinnon have in common is they're from the same fucking town. Oh, I know. That's McKinnon. Next time tell them that. He's, McKinnon's his little brother. Fans, if you realize this, you haven't been to the Conference Finals since 2002. All right, it's like one of the longest droughts in the league, but I know you guys invented hockey. Oh, yeah. It's not even people's worse. It's worse. It's not even people in Denver. It's a bunch of jackasses in Canada. <laughs> oh, I'm an Avs fan. I know hockey. Oh, I'm an Avs fan. You should have been a Leafs fan. They suck just as hard. I'll tell you what you're doing, which is actually very impressive. You're making me feel sympathetic to Habs fans, and I never thought I'd say that in my life. We're victims. <laughs> and we have Yuppie. Come on, how can you hate who? Yuppie. Yuppie. Yuppie, he's like, a, uh, he's like uh, the more educated, better version of Gritty. It's like Gritty's like... Oh, Gritty. Yeah. Gritty's just a drunk, drunk. <laughs> um, but no, it is true. Actually, and I actually tweeted, for everyone that's hating me right now, I even tweeted both sides. I said, come to think of it, I said the Vegas crowd and the Montreal crowd are both the same and both annoying. You got Vegas has been in the league for five years and they think they fucking invented the game because uh, they get wasted and make noise. And you get the Canadians who did invent the game but haven't won in like 30 years. So there's a lot of hot air here, right? Tampa's the only one. You know, isn't, that, isn't that the way to? I've always said this in life, guys. Look, it's like gambling. We all love to gamble, but gambling, Lord Gambler's a hideous bitch goddess, right? Like, you can love something, but it doesn't mean they'll love you back. No, yeah. <laughs> That's my point. And think, like, who wants it more, like, than the Canadians and the Islander fans? Oh. Nut jobs, like, you know, the Canadians. And then you get Tampa, you know, rolling into the game. I mean, let's go to Hooters and then let's go to the game, guys. Oh, yeah, lightning tickets are 40 bucks. Hey, let's go. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just. It's like the people that want it the most never get it. Right? Yeah, so, that's the charm, that's though, right? The Islanders and the Canadians to meet each other in the finals. Nothing personal against the other teams, but that's what I want. I hear it, and I would still watch it. Like you said, half the country, half of both countries probably wouldn't if that were the case. But I, I understand, and I, and I feel the same. Like it was like uh, I'm a Steelers fan, so. 
I see Browns fans for all this time and they're the long suffering Browns fans. And now they finally have this good team. And now it feels like everyone on the planet and everyone I talk to is a Browns fan. It's the it's the charm and the lovable loser trait where people are like, OK, they haven't won it forever. They're due. They deserve the it. These people deserve it. Yeah, but it's the like, same I, thing with like the Islanders. Like they, they've lost fan. for so long. It's like they're passionate. I get it. It's awesome no, to watch. No, I, I know. But I'm going to say I'm a Bills fan. And the Bills, Same Lions, thing. and Browns, we're all we're cousins. Yeah, we're like the we're like the poor, you know, trailer trash. We're not, you know, what I mean, we're cousins. But Buffalo and Detroit have that. Cleveland will turn on you fast. They yeah. get arrogant fast. That's the thing with the Browns fans. Yeah, they think they're they think they're better than they are. Although they're pretty good. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you're you're honestly an Abs fan, so you're biased. But uh, what chance do you give them to win this series? I think they're obviously in tough. I'm not going to take anything away from Vegas. They don't really have a lot of holes, Vegas. They're deep. And that's one of the reasons why I like Vegas against Colorado was because they're kind of men. They've got guys that have been in the league for a while. They've won cups before. Listen, Marc-Andre Fleury is unbelievable. How this guy's rejuvenated his career, we've talked about it. You guys you know, yeah, know it's wild. obviously for the Pittsburgh era that yeah, he's like third all-time right now uh, in playoff wins. Like, literally, in, in NHL history. Yeah, I think he's two behind Grant Fuhr right now. But he, he'll, he's going to pass him. Un- unbelievable. So, there's not... But with all that being stated, it's hockey. And the Montreal Canadiens haven't trailed in 437 minutes right now. And I'm sick of... That's another... That, well, well, who do they play? Yeah, I know the Leafs. Oh, the Leafs are terrible. They can't play, right? The Leafs are a damn good hockey team. Yeah. Losing the playoffs, just like Colorado. And a bunch of points... They lose in the playoffs. Somehow, like, people think the Leafs are the only team that chokes in the playoffs. Vegas, obviously, are the better team. I'm not going to say that. I can't say otherwise. They've won 16 more games in a regular season. That was then. This is now. Nobody's playing better hockey than the Montreal Canadiens are uh, right now. If the Canadiens score three or more goals uh, with Carey Price in the playoffs, they've won 20 consecutive playoff games. The Canadiens are rolling four lines deep. You want to get into experience here? Canadians have more Stanley Cups than, than Las Vegas does. Like, Shea Weber's a badass, man. He's played in the Olympics. Kerry, Fleury's great. You know, Carey Price is better. Um, you know, Fleury's been on better teams over the years than Carey Price. Carey Price, like, I don't think anyone would argue. No, Carey no, I, I, yeah, I hear you. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I understand your accomplishments. Fleury's but. also prone to some softies and yeah. And you know what? Some Vegas are prone to getting like a million shots on goal and not scoring. Remember last yeah. year, guys, they were on the ropes against the Vancouver Canucks. Demko, yeah, Demko had stood ropes, on his head. Right? And I don't care, yeah. And I'm not taking anything away. It's a lot of fun in Vegas. Great, great arena. I love it. So I, I'm just having fun with the smack talk. But, and I'm hearing, well, uh, Canadians haven't been, and this, I'm serious with this too. Oh, the Canadians haven't been out of Canada this year. It's going to be overwhelming, like, the, you know, oh, yeah, the, the senses overload or something in Vegas. Yeah, they've never traveled now, before. They're professional hockey players. Look at this. Who's at more of an advantage? I don't think people realize this. Canada is, like, big like fucking Russia is, all right? The Canadians, bro, have been flying around all year. They've been flying to Vancouver 3,000 miles. They just played in Winnipeg. I had someone last night, oh, now they have to go all the way to Vegas. It's the same flight to Winnipeg, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're on the East Coast. Right. And another thing is, guess what? With the COVID protocol suddenly due to the Canadian government, Las Vegas can't leave their hotel. They're not yeah. allowed leaving. They're in a, in a bubble. They haven't been in a bubble all year. So who's out of the routine right now? 
another thing is, who's the one? Vegas. You're the ones that haven't flown 3,000 miles yet. So you got to throw five, 3,000 miles. And I don't care. And Gump can attest to this. I don't care if there's 2,500 people or 25 people. You get you you want you step out of that ice in Montreal, man, and they start playing that music, and the lights all become all red, and you see those banners up there. You don't think Mark Andre Fleury's heart's gonna start racing? He's from Montreal. Oh yeah, right. He's like, gonna see the ghosts. Here. Don't tell me that Vegas isn't gonna feel the same. Oh my God, this is like crazy hockey city here, and not to mention there's gonna be like forty thousand nut jobs outside the arena, right? So, I'm not buying that there's there's some massive home ice advantage. The odds are insane. 440? Come on, man. Come on. I'm taking a Montreal Canadiens plus one and a half, plus two and a half. This thing's going at least six. And I think they I already have a future on the Canadians, so I don't have to get stupid here. But as far as the smart bet is concerned, I think the Canadians plus one and a half, plus two and a half in the series. They're so big favorites. You can play take them at plus two and a half even. Yeah, it makes no sense to put money down on Vegas to win the series. I'm gonna I'll try and bet a couple in game. I'll try probably wait till a couple live in bets because like if they go down a goal early, because like Vegas always starts slow. They don't they get scored on often early and they come from behind a lot. Montreal tends to start very fast, but they're yeah, they very don't good. They lose when they score first either. Like yeah. Montreal, they they, they have, can shut it down. 7 and 1 now when they score first. They score early and they can shut it down. So it's going to be and 20 in a row, guys. Yeah. 20 in a row if they score three or more goals in the playoffs. That's real. And that's not all oh, you're playing in the northern bubble. No, no, it's, it goes past that. It's 20 motherfucking games. And you guys you guys know a lot of people don't actually watch all these games, and I understand because NBC didn't want to show them. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to show the Canadians and Jets either if I was NBC. So they buried it. But the Canadians are good, guys. They've got good players. This isn't just Carey Price. Carey Price saved their ass early, kept them in it, and then since, he has it. He hasn't had to. Canadians have been playing deep-ass hockey. This Cole Caulfield kid, man, He's what legit. a little playmaker he is, man. He's not putting a puck in the net, but the speed – the passes, the lasers, man, the energy, this Nick Suzuki kid, Corey Perry and Eric Stahl and Joel Armia, this the line, Corey firm. Perry's playing like he did when he was with the Ducks, man. Like I said, the Canadians, Shea Weber, he's like rejuvenated suddenly. They've got grit. They've got depth. They're buying into the system that they play. They're not just sitting back on their heels. It's going to be a fun series, guys. So I'm just saying, for anybody who thinks Vegas is going to bust out the broom, it's going to be easy. You got another thing coming. It's going to be a battle this series. No, you're right. And I think, like, Montreal's going to be able to do something that I thought Colorado would have been able to do, but it turns out they didn't. I think they'll be able to control the middle of the ice more because they're much deeper and much better at center than Vegas is. For as, as, good right. as, as good as Vegas is, all their talent is on the back end and on the wings. They're not great at center outside of Wild Bill Carlson. Like, Chandler Stevenson is their first-line center. Guy was playing fourth-line for the caps like two years ago so and, and i'm not trying to dog them it's just the reality of the situation like they just don't have a number one center mark stone is their de facto number one center but he's playing on the wing so if you can control the center of the ice in the middle of the ice that's typically how you win in the playoffs montreal's been able to do that a lot in their series so far so it's going to give them a shot gabe appreciate you joining us appreciate you bringing the passion and the energy and filling us in uh some of us dumb ignorant americans on what's been going on in montreal because not everyone's been paying super close attention and uh, i think yeah, we're in for you know. two hell of a series yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for filling in on short notice too uh appreciate you jumping on here it's always a pleasure guys all you need to know about the passion between vegas hockey fans and montreal it's 300 dollars a ticket to get into vegas all right it'll cost you 300 dollars to park 
uh, in Montreal. Go have go. And go Islanders. Let's get it. Montreal versus the Islanders, baby. There you have it. The one and only Gabe Morenci. Follow him on Twitter at Sports Rage. Check him out on Sports Grid 204, channel 204 on Sirius XM. And I know he's on a, a shit ton of local affiliates. You guys are on uh, hundreds of local affiliates, aren't you? Yeah, I, I one by one, I'm getting us knocked off systematically. <laughs> Appreciate you, guys you Gabe. Tell me, Joe. Cheers, I've been Gabe. A few times, language, guys, language. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us, and thank you for everybody listening. Uh, check us out on Twitter at That's Hockey Talk. If you enjoy listening to the show, you can follow along on YouTube at youtube.com/forward/slash That's Hockey Talk. Uh, hey, and that's the show. That's Hockey Talk.